0: Hello and welcome to episode seven of Perfusion Rock Stars. Today is Wednesday, August nineteenth, twenty twenty. I'm Adam Clark, owner of Perfusion Life, and this is Todd Clark, Director of Operations. And we're here with Perfusion Rockstar Gary Anderson. Thank you for being with us today, Gary.
1: Thanks, guys. Good morning.
0: Good morning. So are you call are we uh, speaking with you? Are you in Watkinsville, Georgia today? I am.
1: All I'm right, in great. Georgia in the basement.
0: Okay, currently doing some work at, um, at Athens, yes. locally, so that's great. Yes. Um, and for the uh, viewers, please like, comment, and subscribe. We appreciate all your support to make this possible. So today with Gary, we're going to start with a little overview of his ex- uh, CV, his experience, and then go into discussing some professional topics around perfusion and then get into maybe some more personal questions just to find out what makes Gary tick. And then uh, we'll finish up with a lightning round. Okay. uh, Hopefully Gary's
1: ready for that. Yeah.
0: Uh, So Gary uh, has been perfusion for about 30 years, plus or minus, graduated from MUSC, Medical University of South Carolina in Charleston, South Carolina. That school is still going strong. Uh, And you graduated in 1990. he initially started in West Palm Beach, Florida, doing a couple of years of perfusion there, and then eventually went to Athens Regional, where he spent the bulk of his career, until he started traveling in December 2016. So you're looking at about four years of traveling. I That's know you've great. had great experience, great exposure, seen a lot of great things, and uh, what a great way to uh, build your perfusion career and learn sure. a lot of interesting things. I know you enjoy that. Do. Uh, Gary's also licensed in Georgia and North Carolina. Um, and so, with that, we're going to start off with a few questions if you're ready.
1: Sure, but before we get started, I'd like to uh, comment on you guys. Um, as the owners of Perfusion Life, I'm happy and proud to have been a part of your organization, working for you guys for as long as I have. And um, I think you guys have uh, opened a tremendous. Um, Opportunity for profusionists um, like myself to travel and, and have some other opportunities to uh, to practice. And also, what you're uh, the uh, services that you're providing for hospitals to keep your staffing levels where they need to be while they're transitioning other people in and out of uh, their institutions. So, thank you.
0: Well, thanks, thanks Gary. Gary. We couldn't do without you, obviously. So, uh, it's a team. We thanks, really appreciate man. all your help. Thank you. Yeah, that's very kind. All
2: right. Well, well, yeah, I'm a little taken back. Thank you for those kind of words; they mean a lot to us. Um, so, to start off, tell us about the moment when you decided to be a perfusionist.
1: Well, I was—I um, had gotten out of the Air Force. I was living in Gainesville, Florida. I was going to school and working as a paramedic and nursing assistant. And um, my mother had met a woman whose son was going off to perfusion school, and she mentioned it to me. And I said, "Well, what is that?" So. I went to the library, of course, before the days of computers, went to the library, looked it up, and said, oh, wow, this is a very interesting career, and um, where are the schools, and the school that I chose was in in Charleston, South Carolina, because I had lived in Marble Beach when I was on active duty in the military, and I just packed my stuff and moved in 1982, and I moved up there and um, began completing my prerequisites for school, worked as a paramedic, Worked in the Roper Hospital in their ER as a, uh, an orderly. And um, then applied in 88, 89, I'm sorry, 86, 87. And I finally got in in 88. Great. That wow. so was just like, I heard about it. I liked it. And I moved to where the school was. Wow.
0: That's great. So it sounds like there are a couple people there early on that were influential. Is anyone else you'd like to mention in your professional, personal career that's uh, been influential and helped shape
1: you are today well sure when i got there i had i had uh, interviewed with jim deering who's you know pretty well known in the perfusion industry and he has since passed away uh, but john tomasian was the director at the time that i got into perfusion school mm-hmm. and um he very easily could have not let me in and he did and um our senior year jeff riley came and so he was the director of the program during my senior year um so they, they were you know Monumental and, and influential in my career, and then when I had an opportunity to come to Athens, uh, Dr. Vince Matthew, who as I work with down in Florida, gave me the opportunity to come up to Athens to start a brand new program from from scratch, and it was a tremendous opportunity. And That's what you know, pretty much launched my career here. So those three people, pretty much.
0: That's great. Some giants in the perfusion profession. I so.
2: Yeah, I even recognize yeah. some names. Yeah. Just saying something. <laughs> um, so. What does being a perfusionist mean to you?
1: Um, You know, this is a very humbling career. I mean, you know, really to have an opportunity to work in a profession that is so kind of obscure and uh, under the radar a lot is 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 interesting to me. But it's it's given me an opportunity to uh, you know to uh, have a nice income to um, and also you know to care for people. you know, you, we can be so influential in the outcomes of patients when they leave the operating room based on how we practice. And so um, it's, it's nice to be a part of that team that uh, strives to uh, uh, take a patient who's really sick and have them go home. That's, 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 that's like the, the, the pinnacle of, uh, of uh, being a perfusionist, having people go home and, and continue to live a, a healthy life.
0: Yeah. That's rewarding. Saving lives. It really, really is. amazing. Just yeah. I mean, you're in the right profession if
2: that's what you, you know, if that's what you care about, you're definitely Absolutely. You're about right now. Yeah.
1: Um, that's great.
0: So Gary, what are your perfusion superpowers?
1: I, I think what I bring to the team is, um, you know, when I was a leader at Athens, when I was chief there being able to, uh, um, um kind of read the people in the room and keep everybody calm and relaxed, you know, communicating very well to the surgeons and the nursing staff and the anesthesia personnel and just really make it in a pleasant working environment where you don't have all these egos budding heads and stuff like that. I think I was really good at that. And um, the other thing that I thought was pretty, uh, I always looked at my staff when I was there and anytime I made a big decision, I always bounce stuff off of other people. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't just rush to make, make a decision. I'd bounce up off of other of people because they had have, have one guy that was a nurse. I had another man who had been in a leadership position as well. And I would bounce things off of them all the time to get a different perspective before I made a decision. And that was helpful to me and they appreciated it as well. Sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But the, you know, that being able to stay calm in the midst of a hairy situation is, um, is, is something that uh, I, I think I bring to the team.
2: Yeah great well, that's really valuable yeah. um, people need people like that kind of glue guys uh, in all aspects of life you know I think if, mm-hmm. you're kind of the glue guy in our office we, we butt heads a lot you know <laughs> <laughs> as you
0: might expect <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no, that's great um, so speaking of you know you said you can adapt in hairy situations is there I know that there's probably multiple situations but do you remember one time where things went south in the OR and uh, how you fixed it
1: I, I do. You know, years ago, um, we ran a, um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if people still do, but we ran a, a Venus Reservoir bag system, um, which I, I don't even know if they make them anymore, to be honest with you. But one of the surgeons was on my side of the table and he stepped back with his foot, you know, and the Venus line kind of comes down like this and into the bottom of the bag. He stepped right on the loop and pulled the Venus line out of the reservoir. So here we are. I'm draining the patient, the bag's emptying out the same, that hole, and I'm pumping forward, you know, all at the same time, and it made a tremendous mess, and it was basically clamp, clamp, and then my finger over the hole, you know, that, that was the only thing to do. Of course, I had, you know, I had gloves on, but boom, over the hole, and I had to put it all back together, but it made a big mess, and, uh, you know, it could have been disastrous real quick.
0: So, fortunately, it just pulled off the connector, and you are able to make the connection again?
1: Yeah, he pulled the tubing off the bottom the connector yeah. on the bottom of the reservoir, so he's pulling out there, draining this way, and pumping forward at the same time. It was, it was. <laughs> you okay back here? I, I am now.
0: That's why perfusionists are so paranoid about their pump and their circuit. And other don't, don't get
1: near it. it. Stay away. They get their feet close. Like I kind of tap their foot with the, the tubing clamp up. Be careful.
2: That's why you were a perfusionist because you're so particular.
1: <laughs> One of the reasons. <laughs>
0: So uh, what's you touched on a little bit, I guess, the best part of your career. Um, but, you know, it, it sounds like maybe you, you already discussed that a little bit with yeah. uh, saving lives and, you know, making a nice income for you and your family, but also yeah. helping, helping society and people. So,
1: Absolutely.
0: okay, that's great. Um, so if, uh, say you were talking to a student about perfusion and they were considering going into the field, you know, they're thinking one thing about perfusion, but you having 30 years of experience maybe thinking something else. How has your perception of perfusion of the profession changed over your 30 years?
1: Oh boy, uh, my, my perception, well, I, I think right now, you know, over the last 30 years, the, the biggest thing that I've seen happen in our profession is the development and the improvement of a lot of the equipment, mm-hmm. the pumps and, you know, the uh, um, I find more people running centrifugal pumps. I find more people, um, you know, I, I came in right at the brink of moving from bubblers to to hollow uh, fiber oxygenators, and they were not very well refined, They would leak, and, and, and but that that stuff has the flow patch through them have been improved. The binding of the fibers has been improved. The biocompatible surfacing and all the equipment has gotten way better um, to make um, what we do more gentle on the blood. So that's how things have kind of evolved. Blood cardioplegia is another one that kind of came in my first year the profession. Mm-hmm. Um, Um, ECMO now is is, is something that people are kind of branching off into um, as well we have a lot more participation in that so um, uh, that's what I've seen develop over the 30 years of being in in the profession yeah yeah how
0: about um, just interaction of people or individuals or culture in the operating room any significant
1: you know um, you know we're still kind of the people in the background Nobody really knows what we're doing back there. <laughs> we're the only people in the room that really can operate this thing, and that's kind of that's rewarding in one place and, and a little scary in the other hand, you know. But um, um, I, I think it's like some of the anesthesia personnel are starting to get a real, they're like, "Wow, you know, it's, you got you're pretty busy back there." I mean, yeah, you know, I think people start to realize what we're doing as we're monitoring 25 different parameters all at the same time, and, and we make it look easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we make it look easy because we do it all the time, and and it's not. And I think people in the room and other folks are starting to realize that you're, you're, you're busy back there. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a lot going on. I'm like, yeah. So I think you know, starting to become aware to more of the team members. You know exactly what we're dealing with. Right. Right. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Right.
2: Well, uh, so now we're gonna go into some uh, personal questions, get to know you a little better okay. outside the OR. Um so you know, you have any hobbies right now that you're doing? I know
1: you're traveling I, a good bit. I've got tons of hobbies. <laughs> you know, you gotta have things that you enjoy doing. I um um I shoot handguns competitively. I haven't done that in a few months since I've been traveling a lot. Uh, I play guitar. Um, um I uh I was into bonsai trees for a long time, but since I started traveling, I've sold those and given some away. So like I said, I don't have the time to care for them because I'm away a lot. Um and I've recently got into vinyl music, listening to vinyl records, collecting vinyl records. So I've put together a really nice stereo system over the last six months or so. And I'm going around collecting, you know, classic rock stuff from back when I was in high school and, you know, that kind of thing. That's so I got lots of stuff keeping me busy.
0: I know when you travel, sometimes you go to little restaurants or little uh, bars or whatever that have live music. and you All the time. You know, yeah. And cars, right? You like cars?
1: I, I like cars. I got a little sport sports car you know i drive it around yeah and uh you know, when i'm not home it's in the garage with a cover on it and when i come home i get to put around and me and my wife go out for, you know, for lunch and that kind of thing that's great a lot of fun
0: good to stay busy I gotta have something man yeah exactly some things to vent on and yeah you know, when you're not busy in the operating room um so you touched on a little bit but this is perfusion rock star so what type of music do you prefer what do you like to um,
1: I have a wide variety of, depending on what kind of mood I'm in. So, um, lately what I've been collecting is a lot of Santana records and Steely Dan records from the seventies. pretty much completed my Steely, my Steely Dan, uh, collection. And, um, I started limping a little bit into jazz, um, lately. So I picked up a couple of jazz records and you know, it all depends on what kind of mood I'm in, you know, Right. what I listen to.
0: Great. That's awesome.
2: Um, so you told us a lot about hobbies and things like that. Um, so if someone sees this interview or knows about you and they say they want to write a book about you, what's the title of
1: that biography? He didn't quit. He didn't quit. And because, you know, I I, I just picked up, I left and I spent several years completing my um, prerequisites. I applied three times to perfusion school, mm-hmm. got shot down the first two times. I made the ultimate list, but I didn't make it. And I just mm-hmm. kept on going. And then um, once I got, you know, once I got into profusion school, it was,
0: yeah, that's great. It did stand out to me when you talked about when you started it, your interest in perfusion in the early 80s, yeah. knowing that you didn't get in until 88. So you definitely uh, stuck with it. Yeah, you know, and I didn't
1: even see an operating room until, you know, until I was there. You know, now you have to shadow and do a bunch of other stuff. I, I had, right. I, I didn't physically look at a pump until I actually got there. Yeah. Which is kind of, yeah. kind of weird.
0: Well, and then you fell in love with it. That's great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, we, we get to do this, you know? That, that's, that's how I feel about it. This is a cool profession. We get to do this for a living. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's good great. outlook. Pardon me?
0: I said that's a good outlook. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Glad you feel that way. So uh, this book, they decide to make it into a movie, and someone has to play Gary Anderson. Who plays Gary?
1: Oh, without a doubt, Roy Scheider, the Jaws guy. Oh, <laughs> I can't tell you... How many times people have said you look like the guy from the Jaws movie? <laughs> <laughs> Must be the round glasses.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's
1: great. That's great.
0: <laughs> okay, you. well, right. thank you for the personal section. Now we're going to head into the lightning round.
1: Okay, man.
2: <laughs> so I'm just going to fire off some questions at you. I want you to just think of an answer real quick, and then uh, we can run back through it, and uh, we can go through some of your answers. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Sam, we're going to start the clock in three, two. One, and we're off. Now, if you could travel back in time, where and when would you go?
1: I would travel to the 1930s New York City.
2: Okay. Uh, favorite junk food? Twizzlers. Texting or phone calls? Phone calls. Invisibility or super strength?
1: Ooh. Invisibility.
2: Have you ever worn socks with sandals? Never. <laughs> Would you rather fight one horse sized duck or 10 duck-sized horses?
1: Uh, one horse-sized duck sized horses? One horse sized
2: duck. Ideal weather conditions.
1: Hot and sunny.
0: All right. <clears throat> there we go. <laughs> okay. You got 100%. Yeah. Good job. Perfect <laughs> score.
2: No. <laughs> So, New York in
1: 1930s. Well, you know, my wife's from New York City. I grew up on Long Island outside of New York City. And uh, I just think it was an interesting time. The city was evolving and growing. And um, they didn't even have cars back then yet, you know, really. So, um, just a cool place to be.
0: Yeah, a lot of migrants.
1: Yeah, yeah, and still are.
0: Right, right. Yeah, interesting. And then uh, favorite junk food.
1: I like Twizzlers. I don't know why, but, you know, like when I go to the movies or something, I always get a bag of Twizzlers. And they're just sweet and delicious. I like the red ones, not the black ones. The red ones. Yeah.
2: Well, that's my uh, my mom. She always yeah. gets Twizzlers, and I never I never get them, but every time she has them, I can't stop. Give, Give
1: me one, man. <laughs>
2: yeah, they're so good. Um, now, and you're going to make a phone call over texting.
1: Yeah, you know, you know, I got these big old thumbs and you know, some, you know, Sometimes, if I got to say more than three sentences, I'm going to call somebody. Right um, do,
0: you, do you speak the text?
1: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> Todd gives me a hard time for speaking. You never
1: supposed yeah. um, to. Yeah. Read it again before you send it.
0: Well, yeah, you have yeah. to do that for sure. Better.
2: Yeah. text texts so much. He does though. He need to. You need to be yeah. able to talk it out. Apparently. Um, <laughs> and you rather invisibility.
1: Yeah, I think you could get around and see a lot of things that – you could get into a lot of places and see stuff that, um, Mm -hmm. that, that, you know, you wouldn't be able to uh, um, under normal circumstances.
2: Yeah, that's a good way to think about it. I was just talking to Sam, our editor, my brother, and uh, we were talking about it. And I didn't think of it like that, though. You could (laughs) go to all these places that no one else gets to go, and no one would even notice you were there. Um, You seem pretty strong about this. Never worn socks with sandals. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Can't do it
2: <laughs> What if you're on the beach though And it's cold out You know, you don't want your toes to get cold
1: I wear a pair of shoes now
0: <laughs> <laughs> a That's a simple answer Todd
1: it's just, it's just Bad style Tremendously bad style
0: um, So this
2: one You'd rather fight one horse sized duck Than ten duck sized horses
1: Yeah you only got one thing coming at you Rather than ten Regardless of how big they are
2: you know? I am say, I'm scared <laughs> of ducks. <them. laughs>
0: are <laughs> scary I They come at you. Good strategy.
2: Yeah. One, though, easier than 10 for sure. Um, and then hot and sunny.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a beach guy. I love the beach. I've lived on the coast uh, with the exception of living in Athens, of course. But um, I lived on the coast most of my life. When I was in New York, I was in Florida. When I was in Charleston. So uh, when I retire, that's where I'm going to end up is back on the water. I like salt water and, you know, the beach, uh, coastal kind of atmosphere Saltwater fishing and stuff like that. So when uh, when I uh, retire, that's what I'm going to do: to the beach.
2: Nice. We were talking about that last interview, and nothing beats the beach. It seems like. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, All right, so that's our lightning round. Um, That's all the questions we had prepared. Is there anything you want us to ask you, or anything else we want you want people to know about you?
1: Uh, Just that. um, um, No, not really. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much. You, you guys have pretty much covered the whole thing.
0: Well, that's good, Gary. We are glad you talked a little bit about New York. So you grew up in on Long Island, you said, or
1: yeah, I lived there till I was fifteen, and I moved to South Florida with my family.
0: Okay, so you got yeah, that's where you get the a little bit of the accent, maybe not. Yeah, my
1: wife, and my wife's from New York City too, so I've been with her for twenty seven yeah. years, so I kind of pick up on that too.
0: Yeah, that's great. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for being with us today for another episode of uh, Perfusion Rock Stars. We really appreciate your time, Gary. You are a true rock star. We appreciate you going out there every day and saving lives and doing what you do. And to wow. our viewers, sorry. Gary.
1: <laughs> appreciate you guys. Man.
2: Like, comment, subscribe, share, tell everyone to watch this. Uh, we want everyone to be able to learn a little more about Gary and about all of our Perfusion Rock Stars. And uh, yeah keep the fusion rocking. We'll see you next time.